1: So over the last few weeks, we've talked about the Enclave. This has been kind of the recurring theme of the last few weeks of our conversations here. And um, a recurring theme in the show, generally. I mean, the Enclave is kind of the go-to bad guys for much of the Fallout uh, games. I mean, they were the main bad guys in the original Fallout and Fallout 1 and 2 Um, for large portions of, of the games. And uh, in Fallout 3, we have the, uh, the fight against the Enclave trying to poison the wasteland. And, and then we, of course, had the conversation last week with, with uh, Lawrence and the discussion around the White Springs bunker and MODIS and all of the stuff going on there. And this week, I want to pose the question to you about the end of the timeline that we have, the events of Fallout 3 in New Vegas, the furthest along in the timeline, 2278. What happens with the Enclave after the events of Fallout 3? Now, we know Fallout 4 takes place about a decade after that, but... There's very little discussion about the enclave in Fallout 4. They don't show up. They're not the main protagonists of Fallout 4 um, or antagonists, I guess we should say. So without much information from Fallout 4 to go on, we really don't have that to cover. But we do have some information to talk about here. So let's recap a little bit. In the events of Fallout 3, we have John Henry Eden, we have the Brotherhood of Steel, we have your character bringing them together in order to stand up against the Enclave and basically taking it to them. In every version of the way that game closes out, they are destroyed and they are pushed back to Adam's Air Force Base and squashed. So there's nowhere else for them to go. The Enclave in the Capital Wasteland is destroyed in the events of Fallout 2. The Enclave is operating off of the oil rig and in the canon version ending. There's many many versions of the endings of Fallout 2, but in the canon ending the oil rig is destroyed as well. So the Enclave's operations in the West Coast are brought to an end. So by the 2270s to 78, what's left of the enclave? What What is there left of this organization? For the most part, they've been scattered. You might have some semblance of military forces, some individuals who are working underneath the leadership, but, but most of that leadership is gone. The AI, John Henry Eden, who was leading... The Enclave is destroyed, as far as we know, unless there's some sort of backup of that A.I. somewhere, which chances are there isn't. But you never know. I mean, you could write that into the lore somewhere and the leadership that we are aware of was killed, supposedly. So there are some members that we do know survive because they show up in New Vegas. So here, we're gonna go into what we do know about the survivors. So check this out. In Fallout New Vegas, there are six Enclave remnants that show up in the game. And this is a very short time after Fallout 3. The first of whom is Arcade Ganon's father, who was a commanding officer of the Enclave. And we don't know a whole lot about arcade ganon's father but this is mentioned in the game so that's just the first um the second is daisy whitman who is a pilot in uh novak and daisy whitman this is this is what daisy sounds like just as a reminder
0: i was never happier than when i was in the cockpit i was able to go just about anywhere and everywhere limited only by the fuel i could carry
1: so in the time of New Vegas, in the 2070s, Daisy is much older. She's a she's an older character, and her service for the Enclave was during the time of Fallout 2 in the 2040s. She served on the oil rig as a vertibird pilot. She served 71 missions, according to what we know from Fallout New Vegas, and she only lost one vertibird <laughs> during uh, a crash at Klamath. And um, she survived with two of her fellow uh, crew members. And she's, uh, she's an interesting character here. But she's a pilot through and through. That is absolutely her personality and her character. In fact, she loves flying so much that she would take the scenic route often when traveling to Navarro. So that's Daisy. The next character we have is uh, Cannibal Johnson. You may remember Cannibal Johnson. He is a temporary companion. He's involved with the quest uh, for Ald Lang Syne. And uh, let's see, Cannibal Johnson sounds like
0: this. And we all got to go sometime. But I was hoping for something a little more heroic.
1: So Cannibal Johnson was a soldier in the enclave and served uh, as a squad marksman in Captain Judah Krieger's squad at Navarro with Orion Moreno, Dr. Henry, Daisy Whitman, who we just mentioned, and Arcade Gannon's father, who I mentioned previously. He was known to actually dislike the Enclave. He would actually work to subvert a lot of the things that were going on while serving underneath the Enclave. He actually got in fights with his uh, fellow squadmate, Orion Moreno, and He he didn't get along with many of his other, (laughs) the rest of his squad. He also acquired the nickname Cannibal from, uh, you find out in the story that he, uh, he was surrounded at one point. By a bunch of Raiders and he was desperate for options. So in order to try to intimidate them, one of the Raiders who was already killed, he uh, he pulled out the Raiders heart and took a bite out of it, which shocked so many of them that it actually uh, lended to his survival, but also gave him the nickname of cannibal and caused them to flee. So it, it worked, but was obviously disgusting you know he's not actually a cannibal but it you know when in the wasteland do what you got to do I guess but he's also an older an older gentleman Gen- gentleman was a very uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll just go with that okay so also mentioned was Orion Moreno the squad mate that he didn't get along with Orion sounds like this
0: change of plan You'll find that I've sealed the doors to this hangar. I don't want my friends getting involved in our little disagreement. Once I'm done with you, I'll talk them out of this stupid plan. You've opened some old wounds. It's only fair I return the favor.
1: He also is involved with the Ald Lang Syne quest questline and, of course, served with the Enclave, didn't get along with his other squadmate, Cannibal Johnson, and also mentioned R.K. Gannon's father. He was a vertebrate pilot and was part of the squad's uh, heavy hitters and was very pro-enclave. He also never questioned the orders or the legitimacy of the enclave's actions. And in his mind, the enclave was America. Everything from George Washington to Dick Richardson, who, of course, was the final quote-unquote, final actual president. That's who America was. The Enclave, the United States, the same thing, which, of course, is highly debatable. So that's Orion Moreno. Then we have someone by the name of Henry. Dr. Henry. No last name, just Dr. Henry. Dr. Henry sounds like this.
0: Nice work with the nightkin. I've never seen anyone able to talk their kind out of anything once they had their mind set to it
1: so dr henry shows up in both fallout 2 and in new vegas he is a enclave scientist and then he ends up living in the ncr town in 2241 uh, and then also in jacobstown in 2281 and he's an interesting figure he's a passionate researcher Who is uh, mostly known for his research on cyber genetics for canines, and also research into mutagenic serums trying to cure super mutants? You might remember him specifically as the one who gives you a cyberhound Mark II in New Vegas. Remember your little cyber dog that you get? This is the guy who gives it to you, Dr. Henry. This is the guy. Yeah. So he didn't get along with the Enclave all always. And the reason why he exists in New Vegas is because he decided to leave the faction very shortly before the Enclave oil rig was destroyed. And that's what actually lends to his survival. Had he stuck around, he would have been destroyed with the oil rig. But instead he left. And then the story goes from there. So obviously he's involved with some quest lines and things like that. And many of you will remember him from the game. So Dr. Henry, another surviving post-Enclave member, but of course not specifically in line with Enclave ideology. And then we have our final, final character here, Judah Krager. I mentioned Judah before just a little bit. This is what Judah sounds like.
0: I miss those days sometimes. We all had a purpose, you know. I admit that some of the folks in charge were pretty ruthless. The rest of us, though, we were just trying to civilize things. The NCR was still new, and it didn't look like they'd last all that long.
1: So Judah was an Enclave captain and had survived until the time of New Vegas. He was living in Westside in 2281, and he commanded a squad stationed at Navarro, along with... Cannibal Johnson, Orion, Daisy Whitman, Dr. Henry, Arcade Gannon's father, he was the commanding officer of their squad. And it was his leadership that kept them from falling apart. He was the one that kept them all together. This is the guy. This is the guy that was able to keep all of those people together, even though they didn't necessarily get along, Even though some of those people, like Cannibal Johnson, didn't really believe in the Enclave ideology, this is the guy who was able to keep them together during that time. And I find Krager to be the most interesting of these characters, because I think this quote, the quote that I just used here, really hits the nail on the head. And I know that's a that's a trope, but just go with me here. The idea that the Enclave ideology gave these people purpose during a time in their lives when nothing seemed to have purpose is important. And I think that that is the most important thing and reason as to why all of these people We're still working with the Enclave and why some of them were super into it, why some of them were were gung ho and believed in it fully and why some of them were sticking with it, even though they didn't believe the core to this is that quote. It's because it gave them purpose and in a world, in a wasteland, in a in a place where nothing makes sense and everything seems like it's falling apart. Having purpose is meaningful and having meaning is powerful. And it's a reason to get up every day. And even though, and and he says it right here, even though the leadership wasn't that great. And even though there were things that they were doing that just didn't always make sense or didn't even jive a hundred percent with their morals there was still a purpose to it. It still seemed like in the end, they were at least leading to something. It was still better than not having a purpose. And I think that that is the core to why the Enclave is appealing to so many of these people. I think that's also a reason why other factions are so Powerful. I think that's why so many people just kind of sign up with whichever faction happens to be the first one they come across. Are you gonna sign up with the NCR? Well, they were the first ones who showed up. What about the Brotherhood? Well, maybe they were the first ones that showed up. Oftentimes they don't really give you a choice. What about these Raiders? Well, they were the, they were the first ones who were here. We were starving. We had to do some terrible stuff, but at least they fed us, you know, and it's interesting. So this is what we have of these remnants of the enclave in New Vegas. And of course, New Vegas is on the West Coast. So these enclave remnants are older. They come from Fallout 2. We don't have record of capital wasteland remnants crossing the country from the East Coast to the West Coast for you know uh, sh- you know going over to <laughs> to new vegas to find a new place to go because that that doesn't really make sense we also don't really have much in the way of records of say capital wasteland remnants of the enclave going north to boston there's not really much there we have members of the brotherhood moving north to boston But we don't really have people saying like, yeah, I used to be an Enclave member. And I don't think that they would be very welcome being as they were kind of, you know, the losing side. Most definitely. I think enough time has passed on the West Coast for people to say, yeah, yeah, I served with the Enclave back then. And enough time has passed. that I can just kind of say, oh, yeah, they're not a thing anymore. That's fine. But you have to wonder, are there any people in the Boston area that used to? Sign up with the Enclave about 10 years previous and decided to go somewhere else. Nobody really says they were, but then again, a lot of people haven't moved around a whole lot yet. But I do have a theory, and this theory has been floated, that there may be another location that the Enclave might still exist. In fact, there may be two other locations, and I'm going to get to that right after this mid-break.
0: chat. Good to see another
1: of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, we're in the middle of the show and holy moly, we have a brand new tier five patron Dylan R. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for signing up and um, please make sure that you connect your discord and the Patreon together. We'd love to have you join us over on the discord. And that is where we make sure to co- like coincide our schedules and talk about what we're going to chat about on our end of the month patron episode. So please make sure you connect that together so that you can join us at the end of the month. And also big thanks to everybody else. All 50 of our patrons. You guys are amazing. Thank you for signing up. Thank you for being here. And uh, I can't wait to get you your your T shirts and all that stuff, Dylan. Thank you for being here, and uh, big thanks to everybody else. And if if you've been enjoying the show, if, we've, if we're helping you get through your work day, your commute to work, your workouts, your playing video games while listening to podcasts, whatever it is you're doing out there while listening to this show, then head over to Patreon.com/slash FalloutLoreCast. And check out all the different tiers where you can get ad-free episodes. You can join us on future episodes of the show. You can get t-shirts. You can get stickers. There's all sorts of awesome stuff you can get for just signing up and helping support me. And honestly, guys, it's because of you that I can do this as a full-time career now. So it really does mean the world to me to have your support. So thank you so very, 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 very much. Also... If you'd like to help out in other ways, sharing the show with your friends, leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify are also other ways that really help. It drives up our rankings on those platforms. It makes us show up higher in search results. All of that stuff is extremely helpful. And thanks again to all of the support. You guys are absolutely the best. Um, Other little note here, I have launched the Lord of the Rings lorecast. If you're into the Lord of the Rings, if you're excited about the Amazon show coming out in the fall and you want to learn all about the background of the world and all the stuff before that comes out, because that, that show is set in the second era of the world, way before the events of the Lord of the Rings movies and The Hobbit and all that stuff. If you want to get ready for all of that, Check out the podcast. I'm starting with the beginning of time and the creation of the world and all of that stuff. So that's available on whatever podcast you're listening to this on. And I think you guys might like it. So go check that out. And that's all I'm going to that's all I'm going to say for the middle of the show. Let's get back to the rest of my theories about the Enclave. Here we go.
0: If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them.
1: All right. So. So some other theories here about where the Enclave are and if they're they're gonna be sticking around. So we do know that well a few things. Let's talk, let's talk meta meta stuff going on. There's some rumors, there's some some conversation in the video game space that now that Bethesda is owned by Microsoft, and now that Microsoft has other companies underneath their umbrella that there's conversations around a New Vegas 2. Okay? And we do know that Bethesda proper, let's say Bethesda's main studios, aren't going to let somebody else... There's like a 99% chance that they will not let somebody else develop a Fallout 5. We also know that their main game studios, they're wrapping up Starfield that is launching later this year, in November. And... They are full steam ahead on development for the next Elder Scrolls game, which is probably gonna be about four years, four or five years until that comes out. Then they're most likely going to work on Fallout 5, which is gonna be another four or five years. So Fallout 5 is a good 10 years off still because the main studio is gonna be working on that, right? But don't despair, New Vegas was developed by obsidian right obsidian is underneath microsoft microsoft also owns other studios that are 100% capable of designing a game like new vegas 2 so we could get a new vegas 2 in the next few years it very well could happen we could also get other fallout games designed by other studios under microsoft's umbrella so We also know that the Enclave has this habit of just kind of showing up again. This idea of a higher class that's wild themselves away somewhere in order to rebirth America for the aristocracy or whoever. It's an idea that's not just going to go away. So they're going to be out there somewhere. They're not just like this idea isn't just going to disappear. It's going to come back. This is like it. I mean, chances are this idea is going to resurrect itself somewhere. The country's a big place. We've only seen so many locations across the country. Right. OK, so where else could this concept be hiding away? Well, we've got the West Coast. We've already talked about the West Coast. Most of the West Coast is covered. New Vegas, fallout one, Fallout 2. All of that actually spans everywhere from like Los Angeles to Vegas to like that whole swath of area. We haven't really gone up to Seattle, but most of that in that zone. We also have like DC, Boston, all of that stuff kind of covered. Now there is another, major historical city in the U.S. that's only been referenced in Fallout Tactics in reference to the Enclave. And that is Chicago. Now, Fallout Tactics, not necessarily the most canon-friendly source. But game developers and the game developers I've talked with in the past have noted that nothing's canon really until it shows up in a Fallout game And what better way to make something canon than to make it show up in a Fallout game, right? So, to work in some canon that some group of the Enclave has been hiding out in Chicago for the last 200 years and decided to migrate out due to the events of Fallout 3 and try to retake the Capital Wasteland would make a lot of sense. It's only about 700 miles away. It could totally make sense. The events of Fallout 3, Fallout 4 happen. They decide, you know what? We're not going to stand for the Brotherhood being so powerful. We're going to move back and take over where the origins of the country are. And they're going to come from a place of power, maybe. That could totally make sense. Plus... Who knows what's going on in a place like Chicago? Now you could say it could be any city, you know, it could be somewhere like Florida, like Miami's a large city or somewhere like Louisiana, right? Like New Orleans, Nolens, like it could be any of these kinds of places. Sure. But Chicago is specifically mentioned in tactics. Now there is one other option and it's a good thing that I got my buddy Lawrence to do the previous episode with me because we don't know for sure what happens in the roughly 200 years between the events of Fallout 76 and the events of Fall 3, Fallout 4, New Vegas in Appalachia. We know that it's not really mentioned much in the later games because it hadn't been written yet. But what about White Springs? What about Modus? How powerful are the Enclave remnants later on? Modus, like Lawrence talks about, has your character, has vault dwellers, people who left the vaults, running around and doing missions for him. When you go in the White Springs bunker, there are Assault Trons, there are Protectrons walking around, doing their thing. They are busy. MODIS has power still. And yeah, this is only 20-some years after the bombs dropped. A lot can change. But a lot can change. And to machines like that hiding away for 200 years is nothing. If they can keep themselves operational machines that can keep themselves repaired can wait forever. And if they can manipulate a population of humans to follow them, and we've already seen that this is possible in John Henry Eden, then maybe they can come out of the, out of the woodwork, out of the shadows Of Appalachia in order to retake the Commonwealth or retake the capital wasteland you never know there might be enclave hives hives like they're bugs or something but like you know what I'm saying there might be enclave remnants just waiting to come out of Appalachia what if that's the reason things have been so quiet there is that it's been quiet on purpose Because they've been amassing their strength in a place where there's safety, where it's remote, where there's the ability to grow food, where people can exist. Like, imagine 200 years later, they've solved the Scorched Plague, they've destroyed the Super Mutant Menace, and they haven't told anyone else because they want to keep it to themselves. And they've just been amassing their strength growing their population and getting ready to take on the rest of the quote unquote enclave that they don't think is legitimate. And when they're ready to reconnect to the rest of the wasteland and like, like Lawrence and I talked about, they disconnected modus disconnected himself. And let's say he waited 200 years to amass enough power to think that he was ready to reconnect. And when he does, he realizes that the brotherhood did His job for him. And they're already gone. And now they're the only Enclave left. And they just have the Brotherhood to contend with. That's less to have to worry about. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine armies of Enclave marching out of Appalachia in order to retake the capital wasteland against the Brotherhood? that could totally be a thing. And I don't know Bethesda, maybe you guys are listening to this podcast, but that seems like a really cool concept. So, who knows. Uh, also, if if that ends up if this ends up becoming a thing, maybe consult me a little bit about that or maybe just like, you know, hey, write me a note and be like, "Hey, can we use this idea?" cuz uh That'd be cool. Um, But tell me what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Join me on the Robots Radio Discord. Tell me what you think. If you think this is a cool idea. I think that, I mean, yeah, we've got some references to Chicago in Fallout Tactics. But we definitely have some canon references in Fallout 76 to the Enclave. That could totally wrap into a Fallout 5 or whatever other fallout games are coming out. So who knows? I mean, I'm I'm designing future stories for you guys. So there you go. But let me know what you think. I want to hear what you specifically think. Listeners, I like, tell me your thoughts, tweet at me, at robots underscore radio join me on my live streams I'm going to be trying to live stream some more during the days I had a great live stream yesterday I was playing Elden Ring with some of the community you guys were popping in watching me die to all these crazy monsters and stuff it was awesome Uh, but yeah robots radio everywhere on twitch on YouTube on Facebook just come hang out I'd love to see you guys and uh, let me know your thoughts I'd love to talk with you All right, that's what I got for this week I will see you guys next week again, or, well, you'll hear me next week again. Anyway, until then, uh, try not to fall for any ideologies just because they give you (laughs) some hope in the future of some sort. And, you know, think for yourself. Uh, There you go. All right. I'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. Bye, everybody. Plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twittercom robotsradio.
0: You've been listening to
1: the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.